Welcome to Quarantine in Quarantine, written and produced by Practical Fantasists. Episode 10, Last Words for Troubled Times, Part 1. Precious, I suppose you're not suffering, clever creature. But I regret everything. Has the world always been so loud? Are those songbirds outside the window always so obnoxious? Garam, you're awake? Why? Brother Brannock, we have to leave today. Although I suspect none of us relishes the thought of going out into the bright sunlight after yesterday's revelries. Oof. Oof. I'll provide you with a tonic to help with that if you'd like, Lafren. Thank you, Nolan. Though I'm not sure I'd go so far as to call them revelries. More like devilries. Did she ever show up? The lady? Not that I know of. Which lady? The one who took to Corentin. The one who said she knew you, my love. Wait. You invited the lady with the boat. The boat with the cloth of gold sails. That lady. Yes. Why? Because I'm almost certain that she is death incarnate. And if she's coming for Corentin, we have problems that are even more dire than an inferno, a heat wave, and a glacier. What? Why didn't you say so before I invited her? I didn't know you were planning to invite her. Oh, God. Curses and Castle Corentin are strange enough. But I wouldn't have expected death to be haunting the coast in a gold-shrouded ship. Someone's got to warn Corentin. Where is Corentin? Um, excuse me, sir. Uh, Not to intrude, but I couldn't help but overhear, given that we are all still together, I mean, not together, but together, under the bejeweled canopy of bliss. Yes, Susan? Well, if the lady is indeed the embodiment of death herself, might I suggest consulting the ghosts? They know more about death than any of us do. Good point. And, milady? Eloa, you're still here, too. Of course, I've never left. I would suggest investigating the haunted oubliette. There are rumors that it is the slow road to hell. Can't we just take the faster road? No, sir, that would be murder. However, if you would like a second opinion, might I suggest consulting... Hmm, let me see... The Vagabond's Guide to the Underworld. I've always wanted a copy of that. They say the author conceived it in a dream. Well, a nightmare. Here. I hope it will prove useful. Try to bring it back in one piece. I take it you're not coming with us? Leave this castle. No, sir, we could never do that. The books need me much more than Lord Corentin does, sir. I'm sure you'll be fine. If not, I'll write you an excellent eulogy to accompany my account of his final days. Ah, it is good to set foot on my own pearly shore once more. Milady, this is an incredible honor. I can't say how thrilled I am that you chose to let me into your fair ship and country. Yes, Bringing you here was likely a vital lapse in judgment, but lonely people can succumb to acts of desperation, and I think 
that's something you understand. Are you concerned about the stoting? That I might bring the curse to your people? If so, I'm very willing to spend two weeks isolated with you, just in case. I appreciate your concern, but the stoting is a mortal's curse, and it can't afflict my land. I have no idea how that's possible, but I am so glad you came back. I thought I couldn't live another day without you. Oh, Gorondet, that's completely untrue, but I do hope you will enjoy this place. You are welcome to roam the drifting butterfly meadows, the rivers of stars, the copses of copperwood. This is a beautiful world to get lost in if you can see it for what it really is, free of sickness, aging, and fear of pain or death. Well, if you're sure, I'll trust your judgment. You certainly should know your realm and people better than I. What a blessed realm! I I can't believe it! Are the leaves on those oak trees made of silver? Does that mean your silver actually grows on trees? Or is it just sculpted with such artifice that it could pass for alive? Welcome to my realm, Corentang. Is that your palace? That crystal palace with a thousand diamond spires that shine with unearthly light? Yes, of course. One would think we'd come to the courts of paradise. And with people all lined up out front, what are those unfortunate souls waiting for? Me. I wish I could say it's a welcoming party, but it's really not. I'll have to hear their grievances. Huh, you too? Mine is a fair country. They must be heard. Because you are her ruler, and you are the fairest. Something like that. Most of them just need a bit of help adjusting to their new circumstances. Well, if they can't appreciate this kind of haven, that's their loss. Hey, isn't that Lord Baldick? But he was lost at sea years ago. My realm is for those who are mourned as dead, but here they are not so. Maybe I shouldn't wave to him. The last thing I said to him was see you in hell. I swear, everywhere I look, there's something impossible. And that man, he's clearly headless upon the ground. Yet by some miracle, is still shouting. I want a new head, and I don't mean better leadership. Yes, that's Alain, the headless, horseless man. He's unbelievably vocal. He's often willing to shout himself, horse. Some people are never satisfied. Not even in death. Milady, this is all so incredible. Is it you who restores the dead to life? My peasants would kill for that kind of medical care. Oh, Corntang, just enjoy this place. Corntang the Tenth, are you down there? Really, Lord Gurren, I'm stuck haunting this castle. There are only so many places I can be. Although, for you, I'm always available. We are looking for the gate to the underworld. Why in the world would you want to go there? I thought you were a wise woman. Wouldn't you rather stay here? I, for one, would love your eternal company. Enough of the cheek. I'm trying to save your grandson. From what? Well, from death. We're assuming he unwittingly followed her home. Oh, dear. I wonder what his epitaph will be. Please tell me you mean epithet. <laughs> I suppose that will be determined by the outcome of your journey. You'll probably fail. 
But don't worry, you can always make a comeback at our next comedy night. Comedy night? Over my dead body. <laughs> See? You'd fit right in. Are you done or are you going to keep us here until we expire from old age? Well, if you're dying to rescue him, don't let me stand in your way. It's not as if I can hold you back. <laughs> hmm. I suppose we could tie some sheets together and lower ourselves down the oubliette. Or perhaps a rope would be better. I suppose Precious is a bit too small to help. His wings haven't even come in yet. Yes, dearest. You'd better leave him here with Tuzen and Elowen. Elowen did say something about building him a playpen. And Nolan, you're right. We'd better go with the ropes. Do you really think you'll need all those swords? Yes. Oh, good. I've brought one too. Hopefully this rope will be long enough. Elowen lent it to me after I blessed it for him. If we fix a beam across the top, we can lower ourselves gently into the abyss. And also pull ourselves up again when we're done. It is an awfully long drop. Good thing we already feel like death. Yes, feeling like death is the best time to rescue a friend from hell. I miss Quarantan. He would have said after you. Quarantan? We're coming! Ugh! Ow, my hand. Come now. Come on. <sighs> Why didn't we bring a torch? We should have brought Precious. Actually, I think I'd rather not see where we're going. Are you all still there? Oh. Ah, I'm slipping, damn it, the rope. That wasn't too hard. That's very comforting when we've hit rock bottom. Oh no, the rope! Well, at least it held long enough to preserve our bodies. And the loot. Yes, it would have been a shame to die so early on the road to hell, and lose our least useful instrument. It is a bit far to climb back up without the rope, though. I guess we'll just have to find another way out. Or a really, really tall ladder? You never know what we might find. I thought you'd been here before. I've been close. There was that time I had to rescue the abbess's puppy, but I never actually crossed over. I just stood by a tunnel of infinite darkness and called his name. Help that I brought a stake. I never crossed her border either. I was just there when she came for Gurren. Apart from that, all I know about her is that ship. And she likes a good deal. Something too good to be true. That sounds ominous. Hopefully that kind of deal won't be necessary. If all goes well, she won't even notice us. On that note, I think I can see a light at the end of this tunnel. Shall we go? Oh look! There's some star-encrusted gates! That's a promising sign. Less promising that they're clearly closed. What does that inscription say? Brother Brennick, can you translate? Beyond this point, it's all hopeless. Wonderful. Not exactly hopeless. To me, it reads more like you have no further need of hope. Well, that's not helpful. Why couldn't it just say, this way to heaven, that way to hell? Keep going and you'll get to something completely different. There's nothing about this in the Vagabond's Guide, either. It looks like we're heading for Terra Incognita. Or rather, Sub-Terra Incognita. Should we knock? 
suppose she's probably got less against people coming than going. Huh. I don't feel any less alive. That's got to be a good sign. I don't feel any less dead either. Well, never thought I'd be so happy to step beyond death's doors. Though I'll be certainly even happier when we're all passing back through them in the other direction. Provided they're willing to open again. Or we found that really, really tall ladder. The guide doesn't say anything about ladders. Or fire escapes, back doors, side doors, trap doors, or really any other way out. In fact, the only thing that it's clear on is that now that we're in Death's Realm, we're not getting out again. That's probably why copies of the guide are so rare. Brother, just take your nose out of that book and look around. There's no way the guide's description can match the splendor of this place. Oh. I'm not even sure there are names for all these colors. How can there be rainbows without rain? Are they emanating from the Crystal Palace? Is it always sunset here or or sunrise? All this mysterious radiance is really not helping the pounding in my temples. Shouldn't the underworld be more somber? Would you rather a world of infinite darkness? At least we can see where we're going. And it doesn't seem too bad. Considering how vast this place is, where do you think he'll be? Hmm. Let's head for the Gleaming Crystal Castle. If there's anywhere Corentin would be, it would be there. I hope you like the palace, Corentin. Cerberus! Cerberus! Down! Down, Cerberus! Oh, mm. She has yet to accept the usual name, but I'm sure she'll calm down, Corentin. Corentin? Oh, you like that, do you, Corentin? Oh, very well, Cerberus. It looks like you will be called Corentin the 13th from now on. And may I say you do our noble lineage proud. There's never been a fiercer or better looking hellhound. Hellhound? Wait, is that rude? Sorry, Corentin. I was simply so transfixed by your glowing eyes and red ears and three heads. She likes you. Oh, good. I was starting to feel like the most unlovable creature ever to grace the earth with my presence. Trust me, the feeling is mutual. Are you saying that I'm unlovable? Not you. I meant that I thought I'd never find someone willing to love me. I'm grateful to have you here and would also be grateful if you'd be so good as to wipe your feet before continuing into my chambers. <laughs> Whoa! Sorry about the mass. That is a lot of golden cups and chalices and gleaming swords, shields, axes, daggers, and various other quivering instruments of earthly pleasure. I try not to hoard, but it's really surprising what people just leave in the ground or in the rivers and seas. One can't refuse a donation, you know? And there in that side gallery are those boats? I swear, no earthly kingdom's riches can compare to yours. Yes, it's sort of surprising what people think they'll need when they go forth. 
Most of it's broken, though. I really should get someone to fix it. In the meantime, would you care for some wine? I have some very rare vintages. Milady, this is... you are too good to be true. Mmm, now can you guess my name? Are you the embodiment of youth, of life itself? Oh, Corrent, you blessed fool. I wish it were so, but no, that is not my nature. Well, I'm dead tired of that game, but I've never been so happy to be alone with you. Ah! A bit of privacy, please, Corentan. You're no lapdog. Now, perhaps you would enjoy a game of chess? Hmm. That castle is a lot larger than I was expecting. And those crystal walls are far too sheer to climb. Not to mention inconveniently blinding. Well, we can't exactly go in the front gates. Half the crowd is headless and the rest are even worse off. There's an obvious solution to that. Hang on, let's not lose our heads too soon. We could try to smuggle ourselves in with the laundry. Does death have laundry? Everyone stay on your guard. We don't know what might be lying in wait in the form of... A guard dog? She's rounding us up. Don't make any sudden moves. Ah, she jumped on me. She's jumping at my face. Ah, she just wanted a kiss. Oh, look at that waggy tail. That hound's taller than you are. And has three heads. Oh, I think she's rather sweet. If you look past the terrifying jaws and glowing eyes. Are we going to play with the dog or are we going to get on with rescuing Corentin? You know, I think she knows him. Quick, follow the dog. Hmm. If I take her pawn, she'll have my queen. But if I move my queen, she'll have my king. I, I know. I'll... No... When will she return? Surely dealing with a few, or a lot, of plaintiffs can't take up that much time. I must teach her to relax and play chess faster. Corentin, it's so good to see you. Gurren? Oh no, please tell me you haven't come to rescue me. But of course we have. You shouldn't be here. Really, Gurren, can you not wait? You're interrupting my concentration. You're forsaking us for a game of chess? Call it a draw and come back with us. When I could win? I think not. There's no need to be so alarmed. Corinta, how are you not alarmed? You're in death's realm. We're in death's realm. I'm not even sure any of us would be considered alive at this point. Ha ha ha, you jest. Wait, why is no one laughing? Oh no, you're serious? Why else would we have come to rescue you? Corentin, you shouldn't play games with death. Didn't you notice the burial treasures and the dead people? There were headless people lined up outside. That's not normal. If you stay here, you'll be dead to me. To all of us. But she said no one could die here. Because they already have. That's not possible. This place is so vibrant, how could it be death's realm? I'm clearly still breathing, and so are you. 
If I died, I'm sure I would have noticed. Uh, wouldn't I? Not if Death didn't want you to. Wait, is that what she meant when she said bringing me here was likely a vital lapse in judgment? Oh, God. You didn't come into her realm by the usual way, but you must come back with us. Everything you have to live for is a world away. So I'll just leave, then, and go back to being dead inside. I meant that to be encouraging. We must make heaven on earth and relish it while we can, and then make the most of whatever comes after. Ah, oh, I'll never live this down. Yes, you will. Just think of everything you still have to live for. Like what? Finishing your new wine cellar, collecting more bestiaries, tasting that great vintage of 98 I promised you. Well, when you put it like that... And don't you feel the need for at least one more death-defying adventure? And what about the people you swore you were protecting? If you don't come back, they'll be invaded. Or worse, they'll have no one to base their heroic ballads on. But no one's ever based a heroic ballad on me. They probably will, now that you're no longer throwing bread at them. How many Corentans before you have been to the underworld and back? Don't you want to get back to being the life of the party? There is that. Look, just... Let us rescue you. But Death won't be pleased that I abandoned our game. Which is why we should leave now, before she returns. Can't you leave her a note saying nature called back soon? Wait, does nature call in the underworld? I don't think Death is that easily deceived. Actually, what am I saying? You're still alive, or mostly anyway. Of course she can be deceived, but I expect you have a foolproof rescue plan? Well, not a plan exactly. Although we do have urgent need of a very tall ladder. Do you have a very tall ladder? Or something else that would let us get back up the oubliette? <sighs> My friends, may no one ever tell you that you are hopeless. I do not know where to find a very tall ladder, but I do know another way to get you home. And you're coming with us? Of course, though I am a little insulted, you all assumed I was going to hell. Come, Corentan the 13th. Well, Duzan... There's still no sign of life from the oubliette, yet somehow I can't bring myself to believe our lord might never return. What are we going to do? About him? No, without him. Uh, well, a few things do come to mind. I, it is astonishing how much one can accomplish without Lord Corrington constantly demanding another sword rack or shoe closet or, I don't know, fashionably shaped candelabra. I told him wrought iron is timeless, but he just won't listen. Oh, I know. He wouldn't even let me separate the marital advice columns from the animal husbandry manuals. Truzen, you need to dream a little bigger, now that the castle is finally ours. What are you doing? Is that Lord Corentin? You couldn't tell? <laughs> then I have outdone myself. It is, in fact, a statue. Ah, yes, I can see that. Well, he does cut a smashing figure. But what are you going to do when the peasants come to shout their grievances at our absent lord? We can't just tell them that he's gone to hell. Never fear. 
help me prop this statue on the battlements where our lord can listen to their every woe in stony silence. The peasants will never notice he's gone. And what if they do notice? They might take it all in stride. Or worse, invade us. What if they put the rest of the castle to the torch? My extensive reorganization of the library will have been for naught. I am installing a series of new fountains that will double as fire safety measures. That's not a bad idea. But where did you get the time? Weren't you supposed to be looking after Precious? Where is Precious? I have built him a water park in the moat. That should keep him happy for at least another day. Or two. Ah, very clever. I assume that's the most effective part of the fire safety measures. Indeed. Oh, when I think of all that I could do with this place, my hand inevitably reaches for a hammer. Oh god, it's the peasants. Quarantine the twelfth! Scourge of my son's loins! Open this gate! Oh god, it's Grandmama Hecla! What are we gonna do? Uh, how long do you think it will take before she notices we've replaced her grandson with a hunk of marble? Two paternosters at most? Ugh, I never thought I would say this, but I'm actually starting to hope for his triumphant return. Thank you for listening to Quarantine in Quarantine, featuring David Lone as Quarantine, Sandra Mills as Lafren, Chris Langdon as Gurren, Julia Wilson as Nolwyn, and Karen Murrayburg-Quist as Brannock. This episode also featured Aaron Scawthorne as Tazin and Precious, Patrick Lewis as Eloan, Caroline Bowden as Grandmama Hecla, James Din as the Tenth, Yannick de Belgarde as Alain the Headless Horseless Man, Lily, Ursa and Jelly as the Thirteenth, and Freddie Vance as Death. The episode was written by Aaron Scawthorne and Karen Murray Bergquist, and the music was written and performed by Sophie Rosnuck. Loot noises were provided by James Din. You can find us on Instagram at Quarantine and Quarantine, or support us by donating to our coffee page through the link below. We are also featured on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please like, subscribe, leave a review, and share the love. <laughs>